Welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I am a comedy writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything. And this week, it's going to be FBI International with Christina Thomas, the wonderful, lovely, stupendous Christina Thomas. She is a story editor on FBI International, and uh, which is on CBS or Paramount Plus, which is how I was able to watch it because I don't have uh, regular TV. And you can see it streaming. You can watch it on CBS, however way you uh, enjoy TV. Go for it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to talk about the episode that she recently produced. She's in the process of um, writing a new episode. Um, each each of the writers are of course assigned to different episodes so that she's working on a, a another episode uh, when we're talking. Um, if you like this show, give it five stars, give it a review. It's how people can find it on the internet. And uh, what else? Just that we had a great conversation and then we start we talked about uh, our favorite shows of the year. Uh, White Lotus is definitely a fave of mine. The Bear, Atlanta was awesome. Abbott Elementary, of course. Um, I don't know if it made it into my top 20, but I do love Abbott. It's it's a great show, and I try to keep uh, tabs on that. That's It's sort of like the new blackish for me, where it's just like I, I have to just continually know what's what's happening with the show, stay, stay abreast of, of things. Um, but uh, anyway, we're... It's the holiday season, so that's why um, this episode's out early and uh, getting ready to take a break. So um, in the month of January, I'm going to be off. So we have, uh, this is the penultimate episode with Christina Thomas. Next week, I have uh, a great director named John Mossman that I I chatted with. Uh, Also this week, uh, I saw Violet Night. Go see it. It's hilarious. Um, it's one of those movies where you you can definitely enjoy it at home whenever it's it's streaming. But it's it's amazing uh, on the, the silver screen. It's amazing. Um, it's just this like gangsta Santa who is sort of like at the end of his rope, and he's done with Christmas. Like, and uh, and then he he gets a jolt of, of, of energy and he becomes that like Norseman that he once was like, so I guess Santa was like, uh, like this like Norse warrior, hilarious, uh, who can like wield a sledgehammer and he's like Thor, but like as for Christmas. And so he ends up uh, saving this family and uh, and everyone catches the, the Christmas spirit. It's it's hilarious, super duper violent. But then it also has the, the like cheesy heart of a, of a Christmas movie. So just uh, kudos to uh, all the people. I think it's like 87 North, like whoever put this movie out, just chef's kiss. And um so definitely recommend it. I have not seen Avatar yet. I, I don't know if I will. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, James. I know you're listening, James Cameron, but I, I, I just don't know if I can do this for you. But uh, um, you, you said some some kind of weird things about um, uh, Native people. So I, I don't know, Indigenous people. So uh, anyway, uh, again, Christina Thomas, fabulous. She is doing a Instagram live, I believe, with uh, Chandra Thomas and a woman named Tiffany Thomas. And check out Christina's Insta for more info. And that you can find at the, just look, Christina Thomas uh, Instagram, and it should pop up, Christina with a K, and you can find it. Uh, Anyway, I have to go. Uh, A, B, C, D, F, G, I have to go. Here's my interview with Christina. 
Extraordinaire, Christina <laughs> Thomas. Hey, Christina, Hello. you're back. Yes, I'm back again, and I, I can't believe you had me back, having me back. Oh of God. course, you're you're a legend. Why not? Why not? You know, like this is um because it's a it's really what's interesting is that we got your origin story in the first time that oh, yeah. we, we chatted, which was great. No, because we're seeing in real time you blossom. Because like we started, you're you're talking about your origin story. We were talking about because like you you um, you had just finished working on Demi Mond, um, yeah. which was uh, you know JJ Abrams, and then um, that hasn't happened. I think it there's going to be a home for it in the future, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, anyway, hope so. Hope so. But you wrote you, that that's an amazing feat, and. Now you're working on FBI International. I so know. You've worked, which is awesome. You've worked on Greenleaf, Lovecraft Country, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and more. Now you're on FBI International. I want to talk to you about producing an episode of television because you got to go to Budapest. I know. Which is awesome. You're so this like, I know, I like, know. It, it's almost like, um, like you're, you're, I'm like, wow, you got those socks for $2 and you're like, I know. And it's just like, but that's awesome. <laughs> you got a nice pair of socks for $2. I know. You, you got like a legit 22 episode job. Like that's, it's awesome. Yeah. And that's, I think the experience so far is just like, there's a lot more work that goes into a 22 episode show because you yeah. really are not, not only building characters, you're building up the crimes every single time. You're just trying to top the next one over to the next one. Yeah. Cause we're going to, we're going to get into your episode, which was episode seven, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the title, but it, it started off very spicy. <laughs> there. Um, and I, I love that. I love Wait. that. The story, the story track. Yeah. And so it starts off with the main character. Or is he? Because he was the A story of that episode. I guess everyone has an A story. The people who yeah. are in that FBI unit. Yeah. And I'm even trying to remember what my name of my episode is. Lord have mercy. Um, but it, the main story was just like coming off of just, uh, there, there are a few... Uh, I'll just say this in broad strokes. There was yeah. a story about a, there were several men who basically uh, scammed women for money. And yes. There are some, there are some shows and there's some documentaries and, and articles that I based some of them off of. And yeah, of course did my own version. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it's, this all it's for not legal purposes. Tinder swindler, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, kind of like, <laughs> swindler, not? swindler, lindler. Yes. And I think a lot of that just came from like watching a whole bunch of like episodes of TV uh, yeah. of just like those similar documentaries those some, those similar timelines of like what those people went through. What, what, mm -hmm. what were the characters I, I'm putting myself in quotes of just yes. those, those little things um, that like I really looked at. Oh, it's, it was called, the episode was called A Proven Liar. Excuse me. Proven Liar, was, yes. But it starts off spicy. The A story is oh, yeah. the my first FBI guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my, my dad and mom's reaction was so good, spicy, <laughs> and chef's kiss. Because my dad was like, my the black guy finally got some. <laughs> oh, so he's so, been following the show. Oh, my parents watch the show. This is like an experience that my parents, me and my parents, we actually watched the same show. That's and so it was, sweet. yeah, it was the week of Thanksgiving. So it was like yeah. even icing on the cake of, it was a, it was a family affair. Oh, so, yeah. and they were like, oh, that was such a beautiful love scene. Congrats oh, no. to my daughter. <laughs> no, it was, it was a lot of repeating of the phrase, you wrote that? You, <laughs> you wrote that? Oh, Okay. 
um, which is fun too, because it was even like, how do I write a sex scene for a procedural on CBS that comes on at 9 p.m. on the West Coast? Yeah, so. yes. And so it was It was basically uh, one of the FBI guys, FBI international guys. I don't remember his name. Oh, Reigns. Reigns. So mm-hmm. Reigns is in bed with this bartender. So, yes. so his A story, because uh, he's the A story of the episode, I think. Yeah, and I've actually really loved his story from, from the beginning. Like, that was one of yeah. my, like, beginning pitches in the room of, like, I wanted him to have a romantic relationship. Yeah. Because I was just like, everybody's getting some except Reigns. Like, I want him to, like, have a little something, something. And yeah. I, I wanted to see if even he could, like, have a relationship. And that was talked about in the room. And I think Derek and Matt, our showrunners, were even leading that of just, like, what is he going to get out of this relationship? What is he going to learn about mm-hmm. himself? And I really took that and just ran with it for the episode of just like, does he want to do more with this woman or does, or is oh. it just another girl, you know? Because, okay. So it starts off, they're hooking up and then she's, of course, it's, it's a Sunday morning. She's getting ready to go to church. And so, <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, and then they kind of talk about family a little bit and then she leaves and then he mm-hmm. goes to work. Yeah. And then, and as that's happening, then there's this like twin Tinder swindler guy that is in Europe. Um, and his current girlfriend and his bodyguard are abducted. Yeah. So, uh, but then, uh, long story short, because we're, we're going to get more into episode two um, in just a bit, but like it resolves the A story, the, the it, it resolves with. Um, him deciding to actually date the bartender. They're going to be together. They delete their um, dating apps. But then one of the FBI agents in his team (laughs) is looking all like crestfallen and butthurt. Look here. That That was talked about in the room. Whoa. Uh, We don't know who did that. I was not on set for that day. But it started a whole thing of like, what do we want to do with that? And we still don't know yet. That's something yeah. that I was just like, I kind of like that the director did that. But it was like, are we going to have a situation where with Vo and Reigns? Can we explore that? And that's still something, you know, to explore. But it also, the A story for Reigns, you know, kind of resolved with, you know, Reigns finally realized like this mm-hmm. woman can deal with my lifestyle. That was another yeah. problem. He's an agent there. He's literally in danger all the time. Can this girl deal with the danger? And she can. She was just like, why not take a chance? Look, I took a chance moving halfway across the world to take care of this bar. And then, and also Hussein, my, one of the other story editors on the show even was like, you know, there's a thing with apps. Like if you delete your apps at the same time, it's like a really significant thing when you're in rela- like starting a relationship with someone. I was yeah. like, for real? And then it became like a big thing in the room. And I was like, oh, this is a thing? Okay. okay. Well, yeah, because cause, uh, at the end, like, she does it. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> and then they kiss. And then the, no. the other agents all, all butt hurt. And so that I was, know. I guess, the twist. That was the plot twist at the end of the episode. Yeah, like, and I'm she hoping was we feeling him the whole time. Yes, or, or and, Vo hasn't had a successful relationship either. Because remember, because oh. in the first season, there was a carnival incident and uh, they were in a bomb threat. And so she's even seen like, is it even worth it to be in a relationship? Oh, wow. So it's again, I, me and my personal story, loving my drama side. It, it, those are so, so many things that you could roll with and that, you know, we could get to this season or season three. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. So this is amazing and we're talking from your job like i i just um we're talking it's evening and you are still in the office i see a whiteboard behind you because um you're all like you know mapping out different episodes and because that's the thing about working on it's not like on a streamer where you're doing like eight to ten episodes you're doing actually like it's network tv so it's like 22 episodes so you're constantly generating content Oh yeah. 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 And I can tell you on the second day, we already, we already, uh, (laughs) we already pitched the first half of the season. We already have the first 10 ideas on the second day. Damn. Yeah. That's amazing. And 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 just like, uh, 
Yeah. And just like you said, like you're constantly having to, you know, ramp it up. Like, you know, because this, this episode was very exciting. Um, it was just like a thrill a minute, you know, there's the sexy time, then they're, they're going to the office and then it's like, oh shit, we got to get to Barcelona. Then they're in Barcelona. They're like, oh, you know what? Um, we, we got to stake out this. And then, so it's just like, you know, constant action happening. And so yeah. like, you know, as the episodes go on, you have to have more action, more suspense, and then you have to have like, you know, the interpersonal relationships, like the love and, and, and yeah. whatever. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of juggling yeah, all at once. But so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about like producing an episode, but can I play like, uh, a, a quick game with you. Yes. And yes. Awesome. So yes. it's called Into It. shows of the year so i want you to judge my list of top 20 shows i want you to tell me if okay. you're into them or not i'm here for it and, you know it's totally gut based and you can just tell me like no that's corny that's that's not that's not the right show to like but and i'll, I'll be i'll be okay with it i'm not gonna cry um i'm strong okay so oh and again uh fbi international is on paramount plus and cbs um, and so, okay, so here it goes. The bear. Oh, love, can't wait for it to come back. I need them to write faster. I need them to direct faster. I need them to go to post-production faster. I yes. need it now. Yes, yes. <sighs> I had, um, Karen Adcock, uh, she was on my, on my show. Uh, I know was- I'm saving it. I'm saving that episode for when I'm on Christmas break. Yes. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh my God. You're saving one of my episodes, Christina. <laughs> There's a whole backlog of stuff I'm like saving so I can listen. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So yeah, Karen Joseph Adcock was on my show. Yes. The Bear and Atlanta. Those are two of my shows of this year. She worked on both of them. Um, I, I, I love the, the last season of Atlanta. I thought it was really good. Industry. No. But my agent oh. loves it. My it's great. It? Oh, your agent loves it. Hello, agent. Hi, I, I don't have an agent. Hello. <laughs> yes, Matt Snow loves that show. Matt Snow is that out you paradigm. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, industry, I loved it. Euphoria. Oh, fuck yes. Despite what's going on behind closed doors, I am here for everything. And oh, Zendaya, she needs, an, she needs more awards. Just give her yeah, the... I, just, Give her the just words. To, boop, boop, just give her, boop, give her boop. everything. She was amazing. It's like it's so like not my high school experience. My husband, who went to school in LA, was like, yeah, yeah, that's totally how high school is. Uh, you know, I've heard, I have heard. Yeah, but I, my parents wouldn't let me into those rooms because they knew ahead of time not to yeah, drop me off at those houses. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and I guess for for him too. But like, yeah, I mean, I just did, I didn't know about that. But that existed. But whatever. It's still, like, amazing television. Yes. Um, okay, of course, The White Lotus. So, did not like first season. Ooh. I mean, I, it, just, it was a lot. But second season, I got, I got into it. But this season finale, I'm just like, I need a spinoff from the Italian ladies. That's it. That's all I got to say. Yes, the girls. They were mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I, Everything. Did, any of your guesses were any of your guesses correct? Actually, my coworker was saying basically was the one that was like, "It's the boat. Something gonna go down with the boat." And I was I like, "I knew something. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. I knew something was gonna go down, but I thought maybe it was like Greg was gonna appear, and then Greg somehow was gonna die. I didn't think that she was gonna, you know, knock her head on a dinghy and and just drown herself. I yeah, I thought she was, was actually gonna, gonna survive. I thought she was had. I thought she had a chance. Yeah, for a girl, because she's such yeah. a great character. But I saw the after show and I saw what you know the writer director, executive producer was talking about her. Just like 
her death is, is a significance to what she said earlier in the first mm-hmm. the first episode of just like she never experienced death and i was like damn i should have known it was coming oh that was the clue and everything was a clue in that first episode yes and even her dress too in the last episode was uh with the godfather because that there was that uh that car yeah. that godfather restaurant she's wearing the same exact dress mm-hmm. that the um, mannequin war so yeah. there was all these illusions and then i i also haven't replayed the tarot card reader because she was basically i think trying to tell her that like oh, she's she trying did. to almost like warn her through the cards that like yeah something's gonna go down and you need to stay away from greg and whatever and she's mm. like you're negative and like kicked her out you're negative oh negative. God. And then, uh, yeah, and then poor, poor Portia was like, I wanted a reading. She's like, yeah, I don't want a reading from her. <laughs> That's not my, my best. I, I do a pretty good Jennifer Coolidge. I, I'm trying yes. right now. It's, it's kind of hard. Um, okay, Slow Horses. What the hell is, oh, it's an Apple show. Yeah, that's it's still my Apple cue. Show. It's still my cue because I started the first 10 minutes. I was like, this is slow. So I'm going to have to take my time <laughs> with this. The slow horses is slow. You, look, I've already started Shantaram and it's the same thing. I worked on that for a second. And like, even that show is a little bit slow in the first two episodes, but I'm in it. Yes. I'm in it, guys. Oh, oh I love Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. I haven't started Shantaram yet, but, uh, but yeah. I think I, you would enjoy it. Okay, I have to check it out. I, okay. I love Sons of Anarchy, but that's another conversation. That is a whole another conversation. You, <laughs> girl. It was an Me, awesome Kurt Sutter bad was show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Kurt Sutter. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, House of Dragon. It really did take me, like, four episodes. But once that fourth episode ended, I was in it. Yes. Into but it. The, yeah, but that's what that those kind of shows. You you can't watch the first episode and be like, it's terrible. No, you have to watch the first four. Yeah, you have to embrace the slow burn and just just let yeah. it take And it. don't ask me any of those people's names. I just know faces. No. Oh no. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... I can distinguish the white dreads from the other white dreads. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's all you need. Um, yeah, I I don't remember anybody. Uh, Rhaenyra, but they all had the same names: Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra S. Mm-hmm. just like black families having yes. the same different name and spelled differently <laughs> at the end just, just add a ing or er or any there you go yeah they'll they'll know who they are mm-hmm. um okay i love that for you <laughs> yes you loved it what i love that for you Oh, I that wasn't even a TV show. I thought you were. I thought you were telling me you loved that for me. I oh no no. no well, I, I do. I love anything for you. I got a new. There's a TV I, show I called. Know, I, I love no that. No idea. You. I love Jennifer that Lewis. Me. Jennifer Lewis. Uh, Matt Rogers. Oh honey, I don't. A, oh my god. It's a Bayer show. Very good. That's and Jennifer that, Lewis that's is in this. Yeah, that's some. Chris, I'm sorry for that woman. For Jennifer Lewis. Yeah, I'm, but I'm sorry for that woman. I I do not know that show. What what is it? Oh, oh Showtime. Oop, it's on oop. Showtime. Oops. I'm sorry for that woman. I'm sorry for her. It's kind That's of a cousin. It's kind of a cousin to CBS uh, Showtime. It's, just, it's in the same family. Oh. <laughs> I think so. In the conglomerate world, I think it's in the same family. Again, as Kiki Palmer said, I'm sorry for that man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for them. Okay, I but I. Them. Right, but yeah, it's something. Something for the queue. Okay. It's a great show. Yeah. Capulco, also an Apple show. Girl, no. I just couldn't. It was, it's it was so very good. bright. It's it so good. it's so bright and colorful. I love it. It's the Next. cutest show ever. It's so heartwarming. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry to that it. man. Bridgerton <laughs> <laughs> so 2. Bridgerton 2. Reg- no. Regency Boogaloo. I tried. No? I tried. I really not tried. into it. Oh my god! I was here for season one, so you can't even come for me. Wow, this was so much better, I think, than season one. Was I was feeling it, and I had my brown people over there, and I support my yeah. brown people, but mm, I, it's taken me a the, long while. Wow, so, and all the like the longing stares and the that's what uh, I'm just like, bitch. Let's keep it going. Let's. <laughs> 
You're wasting my time. You're wasting my time in my romance scenes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, so you probably like Lady Chatterley Lover. That's on. I I heard of it. Yeah, that's that's on my queue now because I just saw it. I now I now can watch it. Yeah, because there's there's a lot more than just some heavy stairs. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, if you want. Yeah, because I just got done with the wonder. Oh, I haven't watched The Wonder yet. That's a lot of stairs, but let's continue on this TV okay. track. Okay, all right. Hacks. Oh, you already know. I got my mom hooked on it, and then she got mad at me because she was like, so you can't tell the writer's room to come back and shoot it in a month? And I was like, this is not how this works. Yeah, no. This is that not is how it works. TV. And, I, and I also had uh, Ariel Carlin on, this, on the show. She's from Oh, Max. Sam. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, yes, television does not work that way. And, I mean, she should now know, your mom should now know from you, with 22 episodes that you have to write, it takes, well, you actually have to generate them very fast. So yeah. Difference. So let's, let's hope when I write my feature idea that my agent and manager approve of, I just write it in a month. You know, just write it in a month. I'm like, yeah. get it done, sell it, and all that good stuff. Because that that's actually the... Um, the strength of Mike White is that he's known for being a fast writer. And oh. so that's why, that's how he got the, the gig of the White Lotus in the first place is because they trusted that he could write, deliver it quickly. They needed content. This was like at the, at the start of, you know, cr- COVID craziness, they mm-hmm. needed content. Um, he was hired to do it. He, he delivered. Then there, then it was a hit. Then they're like, yo, can you do this again? And then he's he had to do a a two, a two within within the year. So he had to, um, and he's you know he does it all on his own. So yeah, it, it was just like very quick turnaround. So this is good practice for you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, reservation dogs. I have not. I'm a bad black person. It's a great show. I know. Everybody's told me, Saeed, one of my friends from the Bay, also another fellow writer, he's told me so many amazing things about that show. This Fool. (laughs) Yes. And it's terrible, but I'm loving it because the cousin on that show, he's so good. I've been following Keonias. Frankie Keonias. I've been been following his his YouTube videos for like the last couple of years, and I'm glad to see him in a. Oh, so good. That's all I can say. He's the best Hilarious. thing about that show. Hilarious. Okay, Barry. No, I haven't. What? But I dated somebody who's in the uh, in Grip and Electric, so does that count? Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come sure. on, give me something. Yes. Give me something. Yes, I take it. I'll, I'll take it. Severance. Yeah. And that last. I tell everybody it's the last five seconds. Excellent. That just cuts you. Yeah. Everybody, everybody should watch, but I will say it's slow. The original pilot, read it to see like how how much you get with a good writing partner or you good yes. get with a good executive producer. It yes. really makes a difference. Yeah, it's just so true because it's completely different than the actual uh, filmed product. Yeah. Um, but it's it's streamlined, and then uh, I, I I heard the uh, the writer talking about how um, they met with Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller introduced him to all these movies. Like there was a a, a Jacques Tati movie called Playtime that they played for him, and that gave them the idea of like the color scheme with like the the black and white, oh. and the grays, and the the green, like that really sharp green. Um, yeah. I tried watching Playtime and I was like, uh, I don't, I think I watched Bridgerton. Oh, like, I didn't see the poster. <laughs> and it's, that's wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks exactly like the show. That um, is which amazing. Is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Rami. No, again, I'm a bad black person. Okay. Mo. No, again, I'm a bad black person. Wow. Okay. Those are both excellent shows. So good um, in the Rami Youssef uh, universe. The yeah. rehearsal, not really my favorite, but what's the rehearsal? The rehearsals on HBO. It's um, Nathan for you guy, Nathan Fielder. 
Oh yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, he's so funny to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's really just that like they just give him oodles of money and he um, recreates moments for people, and it's just kind of like wacky and cute. But like, would they give me money like that to react to do like reenactments for people? I don't know. Yeah, this money. It's like cocaine bear. Now this, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, cocaine bear. Yeah, that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, but I was telling somebody, I'm just like, they're giving money to these shows and these movies. Yeah. What What do I have to do? Do I need what to make I a cocaine squirrel? What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's co- okay. cocaine iguana. Like, all, whatever. Yeah. Heroin, heroin uh, hummingbird. Let's go. Yeah. They got yeah. something. There's something in that script that's great. I mean, I am intrigued. Like, what's a cocaine bear? Like, I, I, I want to, I do want to know. I do want to uh, know as well. But I'm just Harry like, in it. what? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just like, what is in that script? What did they write? Because I want to know, what do I need to write? So, yes, yeah. yes. But yeah, Carrie's in it. And I'm, I'm even more like, how much they pay you, girl? Yeah. How, how much <laughs> they pay you? Okay. okay. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. Um, okay. Righteous Gemstones. I only got the first half of the season and I fell off. OMG, you so good because of work. Well, it you're is, working. Yeah, it is good, I will say. It just, I need to actually catch up with that show. Wow. Okay. Irma Vep. I what? like the movie better. Irma Vep. Oh, what is that? You are, putting me, you are putting me on stuff. So it is uh, it's very like a meta uh, French movie that is uh being rebooted by uh by this director who's like obsessed with doing it right yeah how was that yeah the movie is is good um from the 90s and then they decided to do like a a television yeah and i around like "Mm." around it yeah but it is interesting in in how in how obsessive people are, like in, in making a movie and, and, and doing the right thing. So it is mm-hmm. interesting to watch. It um was it one of my like top, top favorites? I mean it is in my top twenty that I'm listing off right now. But yeah. it was it, it is something uh interesting and worthwhile to check out. But I I there is something about it that um, I think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there, Irma Vep. And I okay. did. I did it. Search <laughs> party. Oh, fuck yes. And I thought it was going to yes. be terrible. I thought it was going to be terrible. I was like, what kind of trailer is this? And then I watched the first episode, hooked. This is Got amazing. my mom hooked. This is when I was at my parents' place for three months. I got my, yeah. my mom hooked on that and hacks. Yes. These are amazing mm-hmm. shows. And sadly, uh, Search Party is no longer. But uh, no. that was, yeah. So you watch the whole, like, you know, the zombie apocalypse and all of that. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, yeah. So they, they end up living out their days in, like, a kind of zombie apocalypse world. Uh but they're still like kind of living the same life that they did when they were just, you know, hipsters in Brooklyn. They're um, killing me. They're killing yeah. me. Yeah. It was a great show. But anyway, back to your show. <laughs> we got through all 20? Pretty much. I think so. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Slow Horses. There's a show called Mood. There's also Interview with a Vampire. Those oh, Interview with a Vampire. Really yeah, interview with the vampire. I need to see. I will say, get through the first two episodes, and that that will intrigue you even more to say like this is a lot different and probably better than the movie. No offense, wow. but yeah, no, I have to, I have to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a uh, there was another show, Rap Shit, that was uh, that I really liked this year. Uh, and then you know, good fight, R.I.P. I love the good fight. That's, I that's, know. Uh, that's I'm waiting to get a screener. Yeah. yeah, I was following along with that, and I was very intrigued of how they did kind of like a COVID season, 
I just yeah. like the first episode was like a wrap up of like each character and what happened to them during COVID, which I thought was very smartly written. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then, uh, um, and then also Andre Brower joined the season um, where he becomes like a partner. Mm. And you don't know if he's like trying to take over the firm or not. Uh, and then you don't know if he's going to be like romantically involved with um, Audra McDonald. So it kind of ends, it ends on a weird note, but it's still, it was still okay. an, an amazing show. And I'm okay. excited that it's gone. Okay. So that was 2022. We're going into 2023. You got a job on FBI International. Yes. What, how, what's, what, what I wanted to ask you was like how to produce a TV show. Because what's really interesting, like going back even um, to like the hacks writer, Ariel Carlin, she was mm-hmm. talking about how, um, especially in COVID, you, the writers don't necessarily get to go on set. They don't necessarily um, get to participate in the show being made. Like you just kind of write it and then it goes, it goes, it's out of your hands and it goes to, you know, the producers and whatever, but you work on a show where you actually, I'm assuming, because you got to go to Budapest, you Mm -hmm. got to actually like be on set and stuff. Am I right? So yeah. What, what's that all like? I think for me, I already had like a chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. because I already, I had worked for a, a director, an EP director, producing director for a whole season on the Muppets, which wow. I think I talk, talked about the last time I was on. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know how to work with a writer. I am the writer now. I know how to do this. Yeah. And then. Or, or instead of confidence, I, 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 instead of saying chip, I would say you were confident. Yes, right? I was very, or, I was very confident and like yes. cocky, like cocky kind of way. Like I know what to do. And then I got been to there, set. done that. Yeah, and then I got to set, and I literally was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm in a place where English is not the first language for a lot of the people on set. Uh huh. And then I'm the only black drop, other than Reigns on set. So it was just a lot of just like. Okay, I'm I'm in this place where I don't know any of the crew. I, I got to establish a relationship with them, um, mm-hmm. establish a rapport with my director, and also the cast. It's a it's a lot of just like mind fuck, yeah, <laughs> if you will, for your first time. And also, you have to do a good job on set because you're producing your episode. You are making sure the director is getting all the shots that you want. At the same time, they're getting their shots. But also having a collaboration with the director of just like, you don't direct the actors on set and you say, hey, can they say it like this? And you don't say like, say like a mean person. you got to give an example. And even at one point, the director was like, do you want her to say the line like that? And I was like, no. And he was like, go up there and tell her how you want it. Oh, wow. <laughs> which, which shout out to Michael Cattleman, uh, our dire- the director from my episode lovely love him and i told him in an email i was like you made me cry with the director's cut because it was so good but that's very rare for a director to let someone step in and just go give a suggestion to someone like he felt like he's probably he probably felt very comfortable with you yeah because i think at that point well and also michael kahneman if you look at his credits he is a bad bitch as we black women like to say yes uh not speaking for all black women but you know yeah but he he really knows what he's doing and he really is a great collaborator collaborator with writers and i have to give it to him he was able to teach me some things that i could be more confident on set too about just like talking to the actors um really pushing to make sure he's getting the words correct but also stepping in when i when i need to to make sure we make our days you know yeah okay so about the whole process how long did it take because when did you start working on the show when did you get this episode mm-hmm. how long did it take you to write the episode and then how long did it take you to produce the episode um i started i started on the show on june 6th okay got my episode at the end of the week you remember the date you got by um, the end of the week you had an episode I think that was you're like, this is awesome. Uh huh. No, I literally was like, oh God, they just, they jumping in here. Okay. All (laughs) right. Um, 
and then it took then we I had to write the episode board. We we do traditional. We do the episode board first. Mm-hmm. Where where what are we? We are te- a cold open teaser and then four acts. Yeah. And then it's I had like to do my six acts. Yeah, if you want to say it like that, it's six acts. Uh huh. Um, and then you, I had to write the outline. I had to write, and then I had to write the script. And there's three <laughs> parts of the outline: it's the Dick Wolf outline, the Network Studio outline, then we go to the Wolf draft, then the Studio Network draft, and then the production draft. What and does I that think, mean? So, like, Dick Wolf's got to read it first. Mm, yeah, he's the one he that's just like because he has a zillion shows. He reads oh, yeah. all his shows. Oh yeah, he's he's. He's trying to make sure we're we doing stuff correctly correct wow. as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then that took me that took me about two months for all of that. So no wonder you were getting because we're, you know, we're obviously now in December. Your episode came out in late November. Mm-hmm. Um, you're given the episode in June mm-hmm. because it's it there's such a process. Yeah, and we started shooting the twenty well, prep started on the 28th. We started filming, I think, on October 2nd. Okay. And then I came back on October 15th mm-hmm. from my episode. We shot for 10 days, 12 days. And that's what added scenes because I had to add in the sex scene. <laughs> I had to write that up. Like, I only had, like, three hours to write the sex scene. It was, like, another walking scene and then, like, another just, like in between scene to make sure viewers understood what was going on with the crime. And I had to write that in three hours. Wow. Okay. How do you write a, like for something like that? Like, wouldn't that be more of like the director uh, working with the actors? Like it, it seems like it would be, it's, it felt very like not improvisational, but it felt mm-hmm. sort of like they were just kind of going for it, mm-hmm. but you, it, it was choreographed. Like it was like you wrote it. Like, it's a, to quote your parents, you wrote that? <laughs> yes, I wrote that. I, and But, you know, they do choreograph the scene to fit the CBS audience. Yeah. But but basically, yeah, my literally. So no, like, reverse it? cowgirl. No, that's not that just like. That is not CBS. <laughs> that is not CBS approved. Yeah, it was it was not CBS approved. Um, yes, but, but I was gonna say, what is it? I had literally these are the exact words that I wrote for the scene. Rains and Maya are in bed, going at it. They kiss and intensely pull at each other, sharing a mutual passion under the sheets. Rains rolls on top of her. Their eyes meet. Maya lifts her head to kiss him one more time, and that's it. That's all I gave them, and our director went for it. Yes, and that's what <laughs> happened. Yes. Yeah, it because then and then um she gives him that one last kiss and then they cut to Sunday morning and then she's putting on her Sunday dress. Yeah. So uh you know go to I don't know, go to church with her with her um family. Yes. Okay. So you wrote that in three hours. <laughs> um was this all filmed? Because they film in Budapest. Yeah. So, so I wasn't there on set because these are pickup shots. So they, they were like, okay, we need pickup shots. And so were you um, sent footage like when you, were, when you went back? We have what, what we call dailies that were sent. Uh-huh. And I got to watch those. And it was so awkward because <laughs> it's just yeah. so scene. I'm such a kid. I'm like, ew, he's getting on top of her. I know him. <laughs> you know him, but you wrote it. You you like requested that he do that. I, and it was funny because actually that scene wasn't supposed to go in there. My my showrunner took that out because he was like, oh, I don't think this is working. And then we have what we call because CBS needs a certain amount of minutes in an episode. My, yeah. my episode was short, so we needed to add those scenes. And I was like, so I got my sex scene back. And he was like, yeah, now you got to write it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, because it was like forty minutes the episode. It's but 40, like I figured it's like forty-five. Okay, I figured like with commercials and stuff like that's yeah. that was the full length of a an episode. Yeah, that's typically. Is that typically how it goes? 
Yeah, typically how it goes is just like you, you, uh, your episode is supposed to come in at like 40, 44, 45, because you have 15, 17 minutes of commercials. Okay. Um, all right. So you wrote, you, you write the episode and then you are in producer mode before you go talk about like what happens before you go to Budapest. And then talk about what happens when you're there. So are you, cause like, you're not the director, but you're assisting the director. Mm-hmm. Um, are you coming up with as the producer, are you coming up with like your own shot list? And no. Can you present that to the director? No, that okay. is a line you do not cross. Okay. You, yeah. Don't cross that line. Yeah. For you. Rule you're number just, one. <laughs> Yes, I think as we have meetings beforehand, we have a production meeting, we have a uh-huh. tone meeting, and you know we have location meetings, we have um, uh, VFX meetings. If there's anything where uh, somebody is being dropped on the ground and we have to have a green screen, um, yeah. all of those are for ahead of time to make notes in the script or notes to change things. Because I know for my script, I had to change three different times the action scenes because I think a lot of people don't know this and I'm still getting to know how to write action scenes are you can write a whole scene where there's a chase with cars and bombs and all that stuff. But the stunt coordinator can come in and say, Hey, uh, that's not going to work. This is what you should do instead. And it's really a, a collaboration between them and the director and yourself to really make it work. And especially for your, your, your time, your story. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of that that I learned because my episode was very much at the end, a lot of action with finding out who the who the person was behind the crime and trying to figure out how to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I, I when you were saying that, I was thinking back to when in the beginning they're in Barcelona and the guy who's like the, the swindler, he uh proposes to his girlfriend Tiana Linnell and then she gets abducted all of a sudden she gets abducted his uh, uh, security guard is abducted also but she gets thrown into this van and I was like is she dead because she hit the wall of the van so hard and And you know what that woman's dead and you know what shout out to our stunt team because I saw it all in de- in dailies. That is a stunt woman. Like they literally have a scene where they all like you know right when she has the the guy one of the whatever people they touch her head they all freeze, and then the stunt people who are in the same outfit same wig whatever comes into the scene and then they say action and then they go through the scene so you can kind of see the stunt the stunt wow. people wow but it's it's so amazing to watch and I wasn't able to be there because I I had COVID for the first few days oh of God. shooting. So I got to watch the dailies of how they do those kind of action scenes of where they do a trade off, and it's literally, it's literally like like a game of, of tag or freeze, and they're like freeze, and then they go in, they're still rolling. Some people are like, okay, action, and then they move, but they just hide their face from the camera. It's on. It's it's amazing. So did you have to give opinion on that? Like that thud was not loud enough. Oh, we had. I think it was more editing. Our editing team is really great about like. They've been with us for a while and, and mm-hmm. Dick will team of just like, they know how to edit the scenes to, to where it's just like, make it realistic and, but also make it, make sure you, you get the beats of yeah. the stories and make sure everything works. Ah, okay. So you, and then you got COVID, you got COVID en route to Budapest? Literally a day before I was supposed to get on the plane. Never had COVID. Never had COVID until a day before. Had no. So, so I missed were in... all of prep. So so what does that mean, prep? I wasn't there for the physical meetings. I had to still do everything on Zoom. Okay. And the first was so the like first four days. meeting and stuff. Everything. And that's the one thing, like, I'm happy I have a second episode because I can go back and I get to be there physically because yeah. sometimes you want to change things. And I, thank God, again, I had Michael Cattleman by my side as my director. A lot of yeah. the stuff, we ended up just changing on set. And he was even like, 
I'm so glad you're here. Like this made things a whole lot better. And I was like, you made this better. And it was like a back and forth. Like, you made it better. No, you made it better. <laughs> but, it, but it's the collaboration of being in person, just like being in person in the writer's room that really makes a difference because you, yeah. you literally get to touch the production design, whatever art design stuff on set. Like even the pictures of the, the other women that were um, swindled, that was all a collaboration on set. That was talked about and it made a huge difference because I saw on Twitter fans just talking about it and I was like, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, because what happens is that the guy is taken in for interrogation and he's in in his character, like, because he has a totally different name, Gerald, but like he's still like fronting like he's, you know, this other guy and uh, and there's an agent in in front of all these pictures and then he's just like talking and just saying how innocent he is but then she steps away and then he sees this like wall of pictures all of his like swindled victims that he like uh you know tricked out of their money and whatever yeah all them all the marks and uh, yeah yeah okay and so that was something that was just sort of um that came through production that came through like, you know, we have this moment, this, this would, you know, add greatly to the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that, I think that was helpful just because I, it helped me also with the next script that I write. And that was one of the notes I had on my, my episode board right now was just like, that needs to go on the outline. This needs to go on the board, like save that for later. <laughs> so it's a it's a lot of uh, balancing right now. Okay, um, so you have to write like three different outlines. I don't know. And it's not different. It's just basically the revisions. Yeah, because they go through they go through these channels, and then and then you have your finished product. But like, yeah. what's something that um, that you find that is uh, sort of like a constant thing that like. Um, that you find like in the in notes, if you can talk about it at all, like what's something that like is sort of um, like, okay, Dick's going to want this. I think it's for me. I'm kind of like working with the actors. I think it was one actor on set. They didn't get the note of like yeah. behind certain lines. And I think that really was a collaboration between me and the director of making sure that they understood like they have to deliver the line this way because of what happened in the previous scene because a lot of people don't know we're not shooting in order we're shooting out of order so a lot of is like you can't be sad because in the last scene he just beat up some somebody i'm just giving an example yeah 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 and so you got to be mad you got to be angry in the scene continuity yeah. Yeah. So it's all it was a lot of that collaboration with, you know, making sure the actors understood what was going on. And I have to give it to the actors. At the time my episode was shooting, they were literally doing ooh, back to back episodes and and on long days and, and man. <laughs> but they, they did it. They pulled off amazing, amazing episode. That's awesome. Okay. So you've also worked as a script coordinator. Um mm-hmm. and a lot of, of what you described, um, I wonder if like your skills as a script coordinator um, helped you in producing the episode. And then I wonder what you think about somebody who doesn't have script coordinating experience. Uh, Is it, is it like that much harder or is it, or do you feel like um, somebody who just comes on set that didn't have like script coordinating experience could just, figure it out. I think they can just figure it out. I think for mm, me, it's not rocket it's science. Just, it's, it's, it's not even rocket science. It's just the script coordinating, script coordinating is just editing a script for mm-hmm. somebody else who did all the hard work of actually writing the episode. You're just coming in and making sure everything makes sense and that you're tracking the story. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, just being a script coordinator ahead of time for all these years and all these shows, it just made me it just made me diligent just about to, just clarifying some things that happened happened in season one, which another another writer on the show, Roxanne Paredes, is, is really great about tracking of just like stories that we never, um, 
not necessarily follow through on, but we should bring up again to let the fans know, like, we're keeping track of the story. We, we're yeah. keeping it alive for something, which I'm, I'm really excited for the back half of our season. And kind of like an Easter egg or um, oh, yeah. in, in, in also like, because there is a sort of like soap opera element too. So it's just like you have to, so it, as, a, as it's a procedural and you're, you're going through like these different cases, you still have to have a, a common thread that, that connects all the episodes together. So I guess that's where that comes in. Hey. Okay, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, it's all right. So yeah, because we were talking about um, just like the common thread, the yeah. needle with these sort of like uh, like the interpersonal uh, interpersonal relationships, uh, and then with um, uh, so like with the, like the Easter eggs, like keeping keeping um, keeping abreast of keeping keeping uh, you know the the fans uh, interested yeah. with like these uh, these stories and. And uh, not letting go. Of, like, yeah, and I think that's also, yeah, and I think that's about. the most amazing part about our show is that's what procedurals do. And I kind of look up to the Chicago Fire writers room because they're, they're on the okay. same floor as us. And they've been going for uh-huh. many seasons. And they're still, and, and they yes. still have those moments of just like let's do this let's do this case with the fire department and they're like oh we did that in season one and season two you're for a 22 episode show you're always having to come up with something new and they're really great at like even if it's something old they they turn it into something new or they turn it into a moment where they take advantage of their their personal stories which y'all already know mm-hmm. there are some people on that show i'm looking at their relationships like mm, what's gonna go down next i love me a good relationship dirty messy situation going on yeah um, but i think oh, it's yeah. always good to look at those kinds of shows because they're really great at just like tracking easter eggs especially the personal stories they lean more on their personal stories and with us we lean more on the crimes of it all and how to ingest that with maybe a, a personal story like we did with Forrester and his mom the first season um which we hopefully mm-hmm. just saying uh, a character we came back to in episode one of the new season uh this character named Vlad um hoping hoping mm-hmm. hoping we get to do something with that so were you watching FBI International before you got the gig or did you do like a crash course? I came onto it late because I fell onto it because I was watching Law and Order and I got the wrong, I was like watching the wrong night and I fell upon the FBI's because there's three of, there's three of them. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. And on Paramount Plus too, if you don't have CBS. Yeah. So I fell upon it when I actually moved back home with my parents and it was funny because I was, Mm -hmm. it was, I was watching which my mom will up and down says Jesus did this. Um, and we were watching Law and Order together, and she was like, "Why don't you get on a Dick Wolf show?" And I was like, "I will never. I can't get on no Dick Wolf show." And then a month later, I got an interview and got on this show. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. I mean, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Look at God. Look at God. Did did you do something in like um, in in praising God somehow, like uh, in some kind of like offering? Like uh, I just kept on saying, "Lord, give Uh, me a job." And this was the one after I got a new agent. This was the first interview I got with the showrunners meeting. Was this show? Yeah, and was it the same like long ass process? Oh God, it was. It was not four months. No, I interviewed on a Friday, got the gig on Tuesday. Very That's fast. amazing. And I even was like, did I? Did yes. I okay. Yeah. Um, what skill do you think that you've acquired so far just from from the, the fast-pacedness of this new job? I think one thing that, you know, my showrunner was talking about today of just, like, getting better at – I'm getting better at action, but I think I'm getting better at taking a note and really, really looking at my my little boxes on my Google Sheets 
that where I'm just like, is this moving the story forward? That's always what Matt, Matt, it says to me is just like, is this moving the story? Are we learning anything new? And it's like, really, it's really yeah. reminding yourself, like, remember when you wrote your script that took a year, this is going to take you two weeks to write. And you have to figure out the story now, just like what's going to move the, the story faster. You're not thinking about it a year from now. You're thinking about it now. Of like, how is, how is this going to move the story forward? And that literally is every single scene on this show. How is the story moving forward? What are we learning, learning new? And I think I'm, I'm getting stronger at it day by day. But it's like yeah. I have to get that constant reminder from my, my boss of just like, keep on thinking about how to move this forward. What are we, what is something new we're getting from the scene and run with it? Yeah. Okay. This is awesome. So as you're, you know, doing that and it was also coming to mind is like, how, how is Christina moving her story forward? That, that, that was what popped into my, my head. Like, are you writing, how are you able to write your own shit? Like, how are you able to balance your own stuff with? I think for me, it's really not a balance right now because I'm trying to do a good show, a good job on the show. But I am, you know, I talked to my reps and they were just like, you should write a feature in the meantime. Do something, you know, you love. And I think I'm going to do that after I finish this episode. But also I'm developing an idea for a show, which I need to turn in the treatment for. But again, they those producers they know like i'm working on this show and i can't really do anything until my deal is done but it's just like a lot of things in the work but i'm really making the show a priority right now yeah okay this is so amazing christina so thank you so much what's making you happy these i just days? found out my short film got into the toronto black film festival <laughs> yeah worth it that's awesome yeah. congrats so i'm really excited about that are you I'm gonna go? I'm hopefully gonna go, but my episode is shooting the same time, so I'm hoping I get to go to the last two days or so. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. like, it's like, okay, we did, we did it, we did it, guys, we did it, Joe. So, what would happen if you couldn't make it out there? I mean, the show comes first at the end of the day. Are you? Yeah, and then, and you'll. Will you reach out to oh, people like, um, you know, after like whoever, whoever, whoever's seen it or you've already started? Yeah, because I didn't know this was a very big deal. The Toronto Black Film Festival was like, oh, it's just another film festival. They're like, yeah. no, bitch, it's Toronto Black Film Festival. So I'm making it a big deal with a lot of my crew and cast who did so much work on this project. Um, and just making it a big deal just because I'm, this is my proof of concept short for my feature. Um, that I one day, one day want yeah. to produce and direct. This is amazing, Christina, because you're Thank worth you. it. Just think the title. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Okay. How can people find uh, They can find me on my website, my, my professional website, ChristinaReneeThomas.com. My Instagram, it's Christina Thomas. Um, that's with a K. Um, you can find me now at my uh, my other introduce introduce Xtina on Twitter. I'm still on on Twitter, but I'm trying to move move out the way of MAGA, come, trying to come in my comments and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you get do you get like randos? Like I'll get random people asking me to be their um their friend of to follow me whatever the expression is on twitter and yeah it's like a crazed manga person i'm like what gives you that what 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 about me gives you that uh sense that i would talk with you <laughs> yeah it's a lot of blocking and unfollowing and why i do not recommend this person so yeah 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 it's it's become yeah it's become a a Twitter but it's like it's it's like I I feel like uh, almost like a squatter but it's just like I'm not uh, you're not going to chase me out of my Mm -hmm. squat I'm just going to stay because that that's what you want me to do you want me to move out but I'm not yeah I just try to avoid it like the plague to some degree but get my news and my black Twitter (laughs) when I can yes black Twitter joy yes okay all right well thank you so much Christina And we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye.